What is up, guys? This is a new genocidal talk, and I want to just talk to you guys real quick. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know I've been inactive or been on and off with this app, but you know, I went back on it. I know I've been saying that a lot, and I know every time I say it, I, I go disappearing, but this time. I actually want to stick with it because there's a lot of other projects that I am doing as well. Um, I'm going to be doing other internet um, projects. Um, so stay tuned to this podcast and you'll find out. But essentially, um, I'm also going to be doing a uh, shout out to one of my friends podcasting. She's using the Anchor app as well. So, um, I'm going to shout her out on another podcast, um, episode. I will talk, uh, maybe the next one, because I feel like this one wouldn't be appropriate to talk about, uh, her stuff on this podcast. So I'm going to talk to her, talk about her podcast on another podcast, um, episode, but I have other stuff that I'm working on as well. And I want you guys to stay tuned with me as I give you updates on what I'm currently doing, um, and what I'm currently thinking about doing, but essentially what the topic of today is, um, rape, so if you haven't heard the news or haven't seen any stories about it, um, Nikki and Brie Bella are working on an autobiography, um, it's a book about their life, and Everything that's in and outside of the ring, you know, the drama, the relation. I hopefully we get to see what was inside of uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella's relationship and what went wrong. And ultimately, um, because I know Total B was, you know, explosive, but I feel like a lot of that was stuff like, you know, like fake. I want to know what really, really the details that we didn't get to see or. And the things that were really real, you know. Um, I want to see John Cena and Brie Bell's relationship as they were a former, uh, what you call it, uh, brother and sister-in-law, you know, and that relationship and that in that aspect as well and what she thinks of John, you know. Um, and what what does Daniel Bryan, his potential, who would have been, uh, brother-in-law, uh, thinks about John Cena, um, also, um, they were talking about, um, a lot of things in this book that is going to be, you know, of course, exposed in this autobiography, but the one thing that did get exposed, and I don't know if this was meaning to get exposed by her or, you know, or whatever, um, she, apparently admitted that she was raped at the age of 16 and I think the age of 20, 28 or 26, around there, 26, I believe it was. Um, and it happened twice. And when I first heard about this, I didn't believe it, only because of the simple fact that um, these outlets, because, you know, I didn't read it off of an actual outlet. I read it off of, like, some you know, rinky-dink, like, uh, webpage, um, on Facebook, you know, and I, first, I was just thinking, like, somebody was just playing a cruel joke, you know, it was a prank or whatever, you know, ha-ha, it's funny, 
<laughs> but then I actually read the article and it exposed that she did get raped. Um, and then what solidified it was other uh, out, out news outlets were reporting the same thing, and it was just like, okay, yeah, this is really true. Um, I'm not the first person to talk about it or report it. Um, especially talking about it uh, on a like you know, this is one of those subjects that you you kind of like try to stay away from. You just you know do a little briefing, and then you just do a pass by. This episode, I'm going to dedicate this whole thing about uh, the effects of rape and what she was going through in her mind because it was written down in, in this book and everything else. So she felt like she, when it happened, she was 16 the very first time it happened, and she was um, in high school when it happened, and she just you know, she kind of cried it off, and she thought that it was her fault, and what happened was her fault, and, um, that, you know, it, it mentally scarred her, like, and that's something that, like, a lot of rape victims can honestly say that it mentally scars you for life, um, it changes who you are as a person, it doesn't, you know, your outlook as a person changed, like, now you're not, like, thinking about, oh, how beautiful or how confident or how sexy I am. You're thinking more on the outside of, okay, what did I do to deserve that? As a matter of fact, I think the my, the way I was dressing was my fault that it, it antagonized him or it, and it provoked him in such a manner where, you know, it ha- that happened to me. You know, and, and that's a lot of things. A lot of what women think when they first when it first happens because it's a very traumatic um, state of mind that you're going in, and it's a traumatic uh, thing that you that happens to a person. You know, you, you don't expect uh, to get physically assaulted and took advantage of. And it happened to her. And it's so, it's so sad because it's like, you don't think, like, things like this exist to people, like, you know, to, like, people like Nikki Bella, you know. And I've always respect Nikki Bella and Brie Bella outside of wrestling. I, I have my gripes about them when they were wrestlers, but I, I respect them outside of the wrestling business because... You know, they kept it real. They didn't try to come back and try to be the top women in the dirt. They knew their place when they came back. They knew they were just trying, they were just there to put all the people over. And, you know, it, that, that that was their, their thing. But, you know, a traumatic experience like what happened to Nikki and, and, and to take that on and go and seek counseling. It's like really hard because the simple fact that their their whole mindset changes. It alters the way you think. It alters the way you act. Your behavior is a little off now, <coughs> and you don't you don't act the same. You know you don't you definitely don't act the same. Um, and Nikki Bella for the longest time, when even you know going through that felt like that was her fault.
and um, any time she would get in a relationship, um, they would disrespect her beyond belief to the point of no return. Like, they treated her like garbage, and it sucked. And then she went to a party at the age of 26, um, and she had drinks. She was drinking at this time, and somebody slipped drugs in her alcohol, in her beverage. I wouldn't say alcohol beverage. I don't know if it was alcohol content or, or based or not. I know just there was drugs in play. She got drugged, and she got raped. Again, you know, it, it's it's so weird that it happens not once but twice. And it's a very, like I said, it's a very traumatic time because you went through it the first time, and then for you to go through it the second time is even worse. Um, she thought of herself as a lesser of a person now after having all that happen, you know, the self-respect was gone, any respect that she, that her boyfriend should have shown her were, was not there, that they just abused her and did whatever they wanted with her and she thought it was her fault and everything that was going on and, you know, and everything that they're doing to her, she deserved it, you know, and then it's something like, it's stuff like that that makes it so sad because it's like, it, like I said, it really, really does change the aspect of who you really are as a person. Like, you're no longer um, this innocent person. Now you're, you're a victim. And this victim is somebody who can't handle themselves mentally anymore. Like, they, they don't know if they should be confident or should stay in the hole. And a lot of people don't realize that because even it, men men go through like stuff like this too, you know. Men get raped, and when men get raped, it's the same. It's it's like the same trauma, and and it's worse for a man too to get raped by a, you know a woman because you're supposed to be the alpha male. You're supposed to be the dominant person. You're supposed to be the protector, the leader. You know. The assertive, assertive, aggressive person that, you know, would protect for his family and provide for his family, you know, and there's, a, like I said, there's, there was a story um, that came out, this guy, he was a Christian, he was, he was friends with uh, some, some guy, and his friend, who was a Christian, was sitting in the car in the passenger seat crying, because he was raped. He got took advantage of and did what uh, they wanted to do with him. And he was crying like he was upset because he was like, you know, his virginity was a special thing. You know, he was a virgin. So his virginity was a special thing, you know, to him. And it was sacred for him to lose it to properly. And he got raped and his innocence was taken away from him. And he will never be the same from that. It goes the same way with Nikki Bella and any female. Your mental starts to change. You don't think you're a normal person anymore. You think you're just a disgusting human being because things like this happen to you and it doesn't happen to other people. And it's like, what? where did that all come from? Like, where did where did I go wrong? And that's their mentality on things. Like, where did I go wrong? Where did all this come from? Like... It sucks. 
sorry, I just, I didn't, I just <laughs> thought of something, but it sucks, you know, essentially, it, it's a, it's a shit, it's a shitty way to look at things, you know, I wouldn't want or wish that type of uh, trauma on somebody, you know, some that experience to, to really change somebody's mental, I wouldn't want to wish that on anybody, because that's, that's not cool, you know, going through, um, stuff, something like that is a hard thing, like, it's really, really hard, and I, I don't think I'll be able to handle that type of thing, oh, uh, that trauma was way too much, but you gotta remember, you know, being raped, and I want anybody and everybody to understand that by her saying this, and telling her you her secret, it's now like a step forward into her life and what she really had to deal with. And she's opening doors for other people to come out and express what they've been through. Whether they've been physically abused, mentally abused, raped, you know, or anything in between, you know. they. This is the time now for you to come out and get the help that you so rightfully need because you need help. The help is there to to guide you in a better direction, to make you a better person, to make you understand and see your worth in your life. And and I'm glad that Nikki Bella did something like this because this is something very admirable and respectable because rape is a very, again, like I said, touchy subject. And for her to put it in, in uh, a book and talking about what happened the first and second time, it's like, said a very traumatic thing and I don't want to think that she had to relive it through the memories again and again but you know at the same time for her it was a living nightmare for her to go through that and for us to read about it I would want to not hear about how like the details of it of course not but I would want to hear like what led to this like what was her mind frame after this like what really happened to the guy, you know, because that's the story that we don't hear, you know, not a lot of stories have that happy ending where, oh, the guy gets convicted or the guy gets caught up, you know, something like the kid was 16 nonetheless. So, you know, a story like this, this is something that you want to hear, you know, this is the story that you want to hear and you want to find out what happened and the details of, of, of what happened after the deed was done, you know, and that's something I would wish we, you know, I wish that I could now get this book and read it for myself and let you guys know about the situation at hand and, and let you guys see into what Nikki Bella went through. Um, but essentially we won't get that until this book comes out. And um, I feel like the book may be done already and it's already out. I don't know. Um, I'll take a look in the Amazon app store, bookstore, whatever it's called, um, I essentially have it, you know, just have, to just read it myself and understand what went wrong and what was her mind frame from that. Um, but it took, um, t- until she was 20, because she always looked at Brie Bella and was like, you know, Brianna was like always confident and always had her limits and knew her boundaries with men and you know she always was assertive with herself and why can't I do that what's wrong with me 
And, you know, and that's the type of mind frame that being sexually abused the way she was um, can do that, can do that, can change your, alter your mind, you know, your mind frame, your thinking, because again, you're thinking it's your fault. It's, you're not thinking that this, that this, this horrible person uh, did that to you. You're thinking that this is their, this is their punishment for what you've done because you provoked them. You made them do this, not like the other way around. They just, you know, they, they were provoked by their own intuition and their own greed and their own evil thoughts and their own disgusting ways. You know, that's what her mind was going to that. This was all her fault and she could never for the life of her figure out why Brianna was so, you know, confident while she was just not loving herself and not loving her for who she is, you know. And um, it took somebody to for her to date somebody at the age of 28 to finally show her what the boundaries, what love and what respect she deserves and needs and wants, you know. And now she's a better person from that and grew. And now she's, you know, a mother, or soon to be a mother, or if not a mother already, and somebody who is going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame for WWE one day, and you know, just uh, many more ventures that's gonna happen to the Bella, you know, twins. But that really changed my like whole um, aspect on. Ricky, Nikki Bella, and just now it's like kind of making me want to read the book and find out more information about both Bree and Nikki Bella because this is like a joint uh, book. So I want to learn more and more about their lives growing up um, and before WWE and the famous stuff. <clears throat> I want to simply learn what made them want to become wrestlers because that's another thing that kind of piqued my interest on that you know what made them want to be wrestlers what made them want to go out and perform and who trained them and you know just all that great stuff <clears throat> that's what i want to learn because that'd be uh really great to see <clears throat> but anyways i know this has been relatively a short um um jail cell talk i'm trying to get the words out this is a, a short very a very short jail cell talk compared to the other episodes but i felt like this was enough content for you guys to understand what was going on and the seriousness of of uh what's going on and you know just taking in and and breathing and, you know, not having anything wrestling-related news today. Um, tomorrow, I'll definitely have some more wrestling-related news, and we'll go over some stuff and rumors and stuff like that, you know? Um, <clears throat> also, um, I feel like this episode just needs to be its own episode, so that's what we're going to do. Um, but anyways, guys, let me know down below, um, if you ever been abused the way uh, Nikki Bella was, um, you know, tell your story, share it with us, share it with the world, because the world wants to know if you have been destroyed and how can they handle you um, and to better help you and understand you as a person. <clears throat> um, that's my essential thing. So, 
I just want that to be said, but um, thank you for listening to the Genocidal Talk. Um, this has been a special, very special episode, and I hope to see you guys in the very next uh, episode. Thank you.